yun. Copy na po. Anyway, yun. Good morning. <laughs> It's my first time to be here at English Worship Service. No? Uh, how are you today, brothers and sisters? Ayan. Are you happy to be here today? Amen? Amen. <laughs> okay. Are you still happy with your life? When I was looking at the internet, browsing how's the church today, how's our brethren, brothers and sisters around the world, and I saw this letter, and I want to read it with you, and it says here, I'm tired of being a Christian. I'm sick and tired of this endless problem going through my life. I'm sick and tired of praying for my condition to change. I'm sick and tired of thinking on how I could support the daily needs of my family. I'm sick and tired of waiting for my illnesses to heal. I'm sick and tired of my relationship with my spouse. I'm sick and tired of being judged and misrepresented. I'm sick and tired of hoping for God to freed me from the cruelty of others. I'm sick and tired of waiting for justice to come. I'm sick and tired of the rules and restriction of the church. I'm sick and tired of the Christians who are more on rituals and not on relations. I'm sick and tired of Christians celebrating events, anniversary, Christmas, but not sharing in my struggle. I'm sick and tired of Christians fighting to get their way instead of loving each other. I have enough. I'm out. I'm not a Christian anymore. This letter reminds us, brothers and sisters, that there are many of our brethren today around the world who are going through difficulties of various kinds. They're tired of their works. They're tired of their relationship. They're tired of their problems. They're tired of their life. And they want to quit. As church, what should we do? Or what should you do? I do not know if you are undergoing this kind of situation. I do not know your problem in life. But here, this reminds us not to give up, hold on to our faith, and to stand firm on our faith. Apostle Peter, Peter exhorted the church to stand firm in their faith amid the hardship of life. And today, I really want to encourage every one of us. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't turn away from God. Stand firm in your faith. In this time of troubles, we are already in the end times. No? Maybe some 
may say, not yet. No? But we, no, as a church, no, should work together hand in hand. The first point that I want to share with you is to stand firm or standing firm as a church. In the final chapter, Peter called the attention of elders and members of the church. It says in verses 1 to 2, To the elders among you I appeal as fellow elders and witnesses of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. In verses 5, it says here, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. All of you, clothe yourself with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but show favor to the humble. Why did Peter call the attention of the elders and the members? No? Here, Peter is highlighting the importance of our relationship with each other as God's household. He highlighted the relationship between the leaders and the members of God's church. We elders, we pastors, we leaders must shepherd the flocks of God, God's flock. We must do our best to guide them, to take care of them, to feed them so that they will not give up on their faith. And at the same time, uh, he addresses the members, the sheep, to cooperate, to submit to the leaders. Brothers and sisters, believers all over the world, the churches are under attack by evil forces. So in times like this, the more we need our company, we need to work together as a church, we need to strengthen one another, helping one another, carrying each other's burden, and building each other's up. Sad to say, instead of strengthening one another, we are more focused on destroying one another, attacking each other. We have to be very careful, brothers, because this is one of the ways of Satan on how he will destroy the church. He wants to disunite the church, divide and conquer the church. What causes fight and quarrels among you? Just like what James said. Is it not uh, from the selfish desire that makes war inside you? Brothers and sisters, one of the instruments that the devil is using us no, is our desire. What, we, what really satisfies us 
Sometimes we insist. No, we do not submit because we insist our desire. Brothers and sisters, pride is one of the ways that Satan will destroy our church. We often behave with our self-centeredness, ego, and pride. We do not want to uh, submit to leaders. And this is the way of Satan. Satan is a person no, that is really disobedient disrespectful he is always against and he also wants us to do it to be against our leaders brothers and sisters we should learn how to submit to our leaders because leaders are appointed called by God to lead us if there are some disagreement, we have to pray for our leaders. No? Instead of arguing with our leaders, we have to pray for them. We have to value our relationship with each other so that it will, our relationship will not ruin. How can we have harmony in the church and live unity as a church. Peter encouraged us, all of you, you have to clothe yourself with humility towards one another. That is how we can overcome pride, to humble ourselves. You know what, when I was interviewing some of the applicants of membership, and this is what I asked this person, no? What if you disagree with the direction of the church or the leaders? What will you do? You know what he told me? I will humble myself. Even though I think that my, uh, my plan is much better than him, I will still humble myself and follow the leaders because they are the appointed leaders of God. And that is humility that we could apply in our church. It's not easy to be a leader. Pastors do their best. No? Sometimes 18 hours, 20 hours just to prepare sermons. Me, the other day, when I was preparing my Bible study, no, nakaigan ako, 12 o'clock. Still, my mind still working. 4 o'clock na, gising pa ako, and I need to wake up at 5 para dalhin ko yung mga anak ko sa school. We work hard so that we could guide you well. And to help us, brothers and sisters, you have to follow. No, you have to submit to us. You have to support and pray for our leaders. 
if there is this agreement, no, run to God. It says in verse 7, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. All our worries, no, our sufferings, our difficulties, let's run to God. Let Him help us. And so with our disagreement in the church, let us run to God. Cast all our anxieties to Him. Hindi yung makikipag-argue tayo. Let God lead all of us, even the leaders. Surrender all your cares, all your anxieties to God because God cares for us. Hopefully, we will not forget how the early church live together as a church. Acts chapter 2, verses 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. What a beautiful picture of a real church. The church, the body of Christ, is all together. They work together. They support each other. They relied on each other. They strengthen one another. Let us all remember the early church and hopefully we can live it nowadays as CPCP members. Let us stand firm as a church, as a body of Christ. Second, we have to Ayun, sorry. We have to stand firm for battle. It says in verses 5 uh, chapter 5 verses 8 to 9, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Be alert. Be on guard. We have to be ready for battle. We have to resist the devil. We have to rise up. We have to defeat the enemy. Sadly, nowadays, there are some people who no longer believe that indeed there is devil. They think that devil is just imaginary, illusion. But it is very clear in the Bible that indeed there is devil. We have an enemy. Jesus said in verse chapter uh, John chapter 12, chapter 14, chapter 16 that he called the devil as the ruler of this world. Here in this uh, letter first Peter Peter said he is like a rolling lion ready to devour. Brothers and sisters, we have an enemy. And he is attacking the church. And he is going to attack you. From the time that you are 
in Christ, you put your faith in Christ, the enemy is already beside you. He is not omnipresent, but he has a lot of uh, companies. There are so much evil in your house, in your workplace, and sometimes in the church. He sent people to destroy the church, destroy your life. He knows your weaknesses. Pinag-aralan niya na yan every day. Alam niya na yung uh, effective and not effective plan for you. Lahat na-try niya na. Ah, this thing is not effective to him. But this thing, he keeps on falling and I will use it every time I will attack him. That is how the enemy work. He knows your weaknesses. Pinag-aralan niya na. If we're going to look at his files, your name is there, yung weaknesses mo nandoon, alam niya na everyday, yung gagawin niya. All is planned. Pinaghandaan niya na yung life natin. And you have to be ready because you are not excused. He will attack everything that you value in your life. Your health, your family, your businesses. Because Satan wants to have a foothold in your life. Sometimes, the sad thing is, we fear the enemy. We believe the enemy that he is powerful enough. That's why we surrender to the enemy. Natatakot tayo na baka atakihin yung pamilya natin, yung business natin. So we compromise. We give him a foothold in our lives. Brothers and sisters, Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, Do not give Satan a foothold in your life. That is one of the ways of Satan. He wants to have a foothold in our life, to corrupt our minds, to harden our hearts. Now when we are weak, Satan will bombard us with so many lies. Where is your God? No? You're not important. Pinabayaan ka na ni God. God does not value your life. Pag naniwala tayo kay Satan, no? If we will believe his lies, he's going to manipulate our life. He will oppress us until he destroy our life, destroy our faith. He wants us to be part of his rebellion against God. Brothers and sisters, we have to uh, stand up 
to fight, resist the devil. So, wain natin ang kasamaan. No? Here in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 11, Paul said, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We have to be ready. Are we ready? The devil is already prepared. Nakaprepare na lahat. But are we prepared also? Are we ready? Paul is encouraging the church to fight, to stand up for battles. He wants us to be prepared at all time, at all costs. Jesus said, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Do not lose hope, brothers, because we can stand the enemy. Do not fear, do not believe the enemy that he is indeed powerful. Yes, maybe we cannot beat him because we cannot know, we do not know yung mga ways of Satan. But we can beat him. Let us draw near to God. Let us help with let us ask help from God. This is how we can overcome the enemy. Let us submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. And the devil will free from us. And lastly, we have to stand firm on God's power. First Peter chapter 5 verses 10 to 11 says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Do not give up, brothers and sisters. Do not turn away from your faith. Because God is with us. It says here that God is gracious for the God of all grace. God is so merciful and compassionate to us. God treasured us. God valued us. And he called us for eternal glory. God has a great plan in our life. He will not leave us. Nor forsake us. Our problems today is just temporary. It says here, after you have suffered a little while. Our sufferings is not permanent. It is not eternal. It is just for a little while. And God knows it and God allows it for His glory. 
And what does this passage tell us? That God Himself will restore you. Will bring us back. Not just on the former kind of life that we have. Much more. God will restore us. If suffering is true, God's restoration is also true. If you experience salvation, you will experience restoration from God. God will bring you back. God will bring back the strength. No, He will strengthen you. He will strengthen your faith. He will strengthen your relationship. He will strengthen you in order for you to overcome the power of the enemy. Let us draw near to God. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful and He will strengthen you and will protect you from the evil one. God is the one who will strengthen us. No, he will empower us. He will give us the victory. And it says here, to him be the power forever and ever. What does this passage tell us? To him be the power forever and ever. It means he is our only source of strength. God is the only one who is powerful forever and ever. God, our Satan, will never ever defeat the enemy. He has no power. Only God is the all-powerful one. So we must rest on God. As I close this message, brothers and sisters, in this world, there are so many troubles. What makes life difficult, especially to us Christians, is the intentional attack of Satan. Satan indeed will destroy you and the church. As the body of Christ, let us stand firm and work together as a church. Standing firm as a church. Second, we have to stand firm and resist the devil. We have to fight the devil. Do not let the devil attack you. You know what? There are so many unguarded Christians, no? Na nahulog sa trap ni Satan. I have some friends, mga pastors, who are no longer in the ministries because nahulog sila sa trap ni Satan. There are so many believers no longer going to church because they cannot handle their pain and suffering.
as a church, no, as believers, let us continue standing firm and resist the devil. Let us stand firm and put our hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, for He is our strength. He will uh, restore us and strengthen us. Let's bow down in prayer. O Lord God Almighty, we thank you for the message today, Lord God. Lord, we continue to ask for forgiveness if a lot of times we question your power, your authority. We question your love, your presence in our life because of the problems that we are undergoing. Father, help us to stand firm in our faith because you are true, you are faithful, your word is true, your promise is true, your love is true, Lord God. Father, we pray as a church, Lord God, that we will continue on strengthening one another, Lord God, building each other's up especially in these last days. Lord, help us to stand firm against the devil, Lord God, not giving him a foothold in our life, oppressing us, manipulating us. Help us to fight the devil, Lord God, in your power, Lord God. Father, we also pray, Lord God, that when we are already in the position that we want to surrender, help us, Lord God, strengthen us. Help us to seek you, to draw near to you, and not to run away from you. For you are God who loves us and cares for us. The God who will restore us and strengthen us until we overcome all the powers of the enemy. In you, Lord Jesus, we have the victory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your mighty name, we give praise.